0: Before we jump into this episode, I just want to say thank you to our sponsors, Gateway Seminary. Gateway Seminary is a resource for the church. Whether you're looking to grow as a Bible teacher or maybe get a little bit better in college or youth ministry, they've got something for you, all the way from certificates to master's degrees. No matter where you're at or what you're looking for, Gateway Seminary might be a great resource for you. Check them out at move.sc/gateway. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the debrief with your friends here at Sandals Church. I'm here with the PMB. Yeah, Pastor we're Barry. back. Yeah, yeah, brother. And across this stage, hey, the, stage, from Johnno, like the stage. Hey, everybody. Table from Jonathan yeah. I like the stage better. I
1: like the stage. You can be a stage. You can be a stage if you're sure. just
0: listening. You don't know what, what it looks like.
1: That's right. So I wonder what, what percentage of our audience watches versus listening. I, I actually have the numbers, know, yeah, but I don't know do that. that. You somebody actually knows that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We get about like a thousand views on YouTube. About yeah, 5, for those 000. of you who are
1: watching... I am wearing a necklace. I'm I trying to sell. You got a
0: necklace. You got a denim jacket. Yeah, you're going dude. all monochromatic.
1: Yeah, I am on a cruise on the weekends because I'm wearing just nothing. But people are like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I, I have know. made a statement." Oops. sorry, that's me. Wow. Um. Yeah, I got sloppy. I'm professional. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh man. But I have to because we have all these questions on baptism in the Holy Spirit, so I have to actually look at the Bible. I can't just wing it. <laughs> that's good. I can't. I <laughs> yeah. can't be led by the Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Well, the debrief where are we went. No.
0: It? So.
2: On the spot. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm.
0: I know you've got the fun shirts on the weekends, your business during the week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, dude. I like it. I've I been think? digging the, oh, the man. vibe. Yeah. You just got to button that top button to no, really, No, I'm trying like to, I'm trying to like let,
1: let the chest out a
2: little bit. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Growing it out a little. <laughs> Bringing mm-hmm. back the Magnum PI look. Yes. You know what's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That has come full circle, though. Yeah. In, yeah, I know. It's like truly. Oh, that's weird.
0: I didn't think any 80s stuff was going to come back,
2: but here we are.
1: I know. Did it ever leave, though? That's the question. Yes.
0: It left and it needed to.
1: I love Mag and Pipe, yeah, just so you know. Yeah. Like, I literally wanted to own two Dobermans, drive a Ferrari, and live in Hawaii. <laughs> I could see that's, that.
0: That's the dream. I could see that. For some yeah. people.
1: Yeah. So. That was probably my favorite show in the 80s. Mm. Probably most inappropriate show, too, that my parents let me watch. Yeah. Sorry I, know. Well, I
0: remember my mom watching that all the time. But well, I- I'm
1: sure she did. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and his little OP shorts with his hairy chest. Those were real short, man. Oh, man. Those were real. They're coming really back, though. Like, amazing. I just got, oh, I just, just got this. I just got really. some new shorts. They're called Banks something. Banksy. But yeah, no, something. The, but man, they're, the they're literally like 13 inch shorts, man. It's crazy. Mm. Like and they got it got as long as like 22 for a while, like 22 inch shorts, which yeah. for those of you who that's haven't fine. surfed, that's a real problem trying to surf in 22 inch shorts True. because it wraps around your knee. Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of surfing, that's why I'm that. sick. Cause I went surfing in Doheny, cause the surf was epic. Like yeah. literally, Doheny was going off on mm. Thursday last week. Like people go to Doheny, like, it's flat. I was like, well, we have a hurricane in Mexico, and so it's mm. pushing the swell up. And but anyways, the water, the water's dirty, and I swallowed like a gallon. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. No, yeah, right. I didn't mean to. Yeah. But my mouth it was open, and the <laughs> wave, the wave doesn't ask permission. No, it just no. Poof, no straight in there, and it yes. hit like dead back of my throat oh. and went down. Yeah, so well. I've had a sore throat for three days, and I'm probably gonna die here well, soon
0: you had a good run any any final thoughts here
1: it was a good run I almost made 50 yeah. hey almost yeah um, um, 50 I could kick and stretch and sorry you guys aren't old enough to remember that Yeah, yeah we're no, not almost
2: right. 50 yeah sorry well all that's right. SNL I know that
1: yeah, it was yeah.
2: Good. I'm 50, 50.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right <laughs>
0: all right so you open up your sermon this weekend Mm. with a really really fun story yes which we're not going to get into here so if you haven't listened to that yet check it out um but you basically great balls of fire (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you also opened up just talking about how churches tend to be tempted to want to teach what they believe rather than what the bible says yeah and you know signals has a 20-year history here i'm sure there have been times where you've faced that very temptation can you think of some times maybe oh
1: absolutely um a big one for baptists uh is when Jesus says to Peter, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And Mm. so, you know, the, the Roman Catholic church um, holds a great deal of its authority and history to that statement. So they tie every Pope back to St. Peter Peter receiving the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. And so for evangelicals that becomes a very, very hostile passage. And we're like, Oh, because then that means, you know, do we have to be Catholic? And so the answer is no, um, because every denomination has its, weird places. And if you think you're Catholic and you only you're the only church, talk to your Orthodox friends because they will have something to say. And then the yeah. Coptics will have something to say. Right. And then, you know, the Russian Orthodox will also, I mean, so, um, I think that, you know, the believers church has ran ever since, you know, the, the disciples were anointed with the power of the Holy spirit, which we're going to get into in Acts chapter two today. But that passage, when I preach that, you know, God built his church upon Peter. And, and what I said is, and he wants to continue to do that through all of us. That was very controversial, you know, for my denomination. My denomination is also very uncomfortable with speaking in tongues and stuff like that. And, you know, the Bible says, do not forbid speaking in tongues. So I just, I I don't, I'm not going to go with my theology. I'm not going to go with my denominational history, whatever the Bible says I'm going to do. And everybody goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Until it speaks against what you think. Mm -hmm. And, um, And that's what makes sandals, I think, vibrant. I think it's what allows the Holy Spirit to be here. Um, But there's just gonna be some things that you just just have to know. You're gonna read some stuff in the scriptures that you're going to kick against, not want to listen, not want to submit to. And man, in that moment, if you choose not to go with the Bible, you're basically creating your own cult. And I'm not calling Mm -hmm. Catholics or Baptists or anything cults. It's just, you have to, as best as you possibly can, uh, because there is cultural issues there, you know, interpret the scriptures, um, and, and try to apply them to your church and um and, and obviously everybody thinks they do that right i think they just choose where they do that and they choose mm-hmm. where they where they where they don't do that and so um i think on one side of the, of the hand you know we have charismatics who i think are very very open to the spirit but it gets it becomes fake i'm sorry it does mm-hmm. you know I, I told a story where you know everybody was dropping and afterwards i asked all my friends and they all faked it you know, they all fake the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which man, I don't think you should do because the Holy Spirit, right, can drop you dead for real. So right. I wasn't gonna do that. I mean, I, I wanna receive the Spirit, but people fake it. They pretend, you know, people mm-hmm. teach people how to speak in tongues, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous. And so, you know, as you look at tongues in the Bible, nobody's teaching them, what, what they're taught is how to control it, handle it, mm-hmm. interpret it. Um, you know, it's on, it's on the back end of it, but um, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. And we have to be so careful when it comes to that. And sandals has to invite the Holy Spirit, but we have to guard against stupidity, foolishness, um, mm. charismania—you know, just nuttiness. Mm. Um, you know, I specifically asked in one service this weekend. I said, "Nobody make a sound. I just want you to just sit and receive the Holy Spirit." And someone—I'm assuming it was holy laughter. It was only at uh, the eleven forty-five service, mm. but it was—it was—it was a disturbance you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what the Holy Spirit was doing. And I just kind of let it go because I don't know where it came from. It was all the way in the back. And then we moved directly into the song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome Mm -hmm. here. But it was, it was off. And that's one of the things that you, you have to be so aware, you know, in your community group, if you're going to um, encourage, you know, times for the Holy Spirit to speak, you have to be willing to test the Holy, not test the Holy Spirit, test the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And you know, if there ever is a tongue or a word from the Lord, it has to be in- interpreted and it has to be challenged. Is this biblical? Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Yeah. You know, uh, what is the group sense or feel? And a lot of groups are just not in a place where they're ready to to do that. And that's okay. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. the new uh, Christian standard Bible, I think, translates First Corinthians 12, 13 and 14 so well. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to get that translation and walk through that. And it just talks about, you know, not everybody receives all the gifts. They just mm-hmm. don't. Um, But if you're going to be a missionary in any sense of the word, I think you have to have some form of gift of tongues. You have to have some form of the ability to speak languages and understand languages. Otherwise, your mission is going to be inept. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the gift of the Spirit, especially speaking in tongues, it's always on the forefront of mission. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, stay in Jerusalem, wait for the Holy Spirit. You will receive power from on high and you will be my witnesses. So the Holy Spirit, and so then what happens in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit falls upon them and they speak in tongues or languages, right? It's the same. You could translate it either way. Uh, I think tongues is more mystical. Languages mm. is more practical. But everybody hears them in their own language. Mm. And so we have to understand that we need the Holy Spirit. And that's why I think the charismatic church is is really the only uh, form of the evangelical church that's growing mm. in um, other countries outside of the United States because they are open to the work of the Holy Spirit. However, when are you open yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit, you know churches open themselves to the abuses of the Spirit, and and, and it just is because people can get uh, you know ecstatic, emotional; mm-hmm. um, they can get wild, crazy. Mm. You know, whereas I think sandals, we can get dull, boring, dead, right? Um, so on 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 our end, we can stifle it, quench it, resist it, um, and I think that that's just as sinful as manipulating it, using it, yeah. pretending. I mean, mm-hmm. ooh, so. That's just what I would say, man. Just tell the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's a person, and you can pray to him mm-hmm. just like you do to God the Father, just like you do to God the yeah. Son and say, "Holy Spirit, you know, I want whatever gifts that you have for me." Mm-hmm. Paul says you can even seek the greater gifts. You can ask, you can ask the Holy Spirit, "You know, I w- I want this gift." But mm-hmm. again, the Holy Spirit's God, you are not God, and you have to submit to whatever gift he gives you and trust that he knows best. Yeah. And so, I mean, the Holy Spirit knew um you know how to inspire the disciples to write the word of God. The Holy Spirit knows how to unite the church, protect the mm. church, lead the church, you know, guard the church. We have to trust mm. the Spirit in that. And
2: um, you made us, that ties in something else that you said this week. You said in your message that people will use God to use you. Yes. Unpack unpacked that a little bit. You talked about testing, spirit testing, what other people say, w- what does that look like well, for you? Yeah,
1: sp- specifically like in the charismatic movement, you know, one of the, the dangerous things I hear is I learned long ago, I wanna hear from God, not from a man. And so then, right, then they move mm-hmm. into women in the preaching role, women in the prophetic role, which I think is acceptable in some instances, but you gotta be careful, see what you mm-hmm. just said. And mm-hmm. what you're saying is, is I'm disregarding scripture and Paul has some real clear things that I believe are inspired by God about the differences between gender, the differences in mm-hmm. roles. And you can't you can't throw that out. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and that's what makes me sad with with a lot of the charismatic movement is they immediately throw out what has so clearly been spoken right. in the word of God, which is once delivered for all the saints, we don't just get to get to toss it out. Mm-hmm. We have to wrestle with that. And you know, the same book that talks so much about mm-hmm. tongues. Talks about the role of women in in, in chapter nine. Mm. I mean, and Paul is pretty emphatic about the role of women in the church, and he has some real yeah. strong opinions on what they do. And yeah. so you can't negate that chapter because you're in love with twelve and thirteen, right. and, and that's what people do. And um, you know, I again, I want to give women a role, authority, uh, power. I want them to be able to use influence at our church, but not at the expense of Scripture. As soon as we do that. We have squenched the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit Squenched, I like that. Squenched. Yeah, quenched. quenched. Yeah, squenched squashed is not a word. Well, squashed. I, I just put squashed and quenched. Together. No, I quenched, run with yeah. it, man. Yeah. Squenched. I'm creating words. That's good. That's good. it's yeah. good.
0: It's gonna make a tongues joke there, but I chose mm. not to.
2: No, and I, I appreciate that because there's so much freedom in that, especially there's been times where I've heard you teach and say things like, look, the Bible doesn't say. Like it just right. it doesn't. And so yeah. we're not gonna Try to make stuff up here. Mm-hmm. Here's what it does say, mm-hmm. and here's what it does. You know, I I always appreciate that because there is a sense of you can tell when someone when someone's trying to sell you something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and add in something like, I, like wait that I don't think it says like you're jumping to some big conclusions yeah. here, mm-hmm. like and just to fit what is you know happening. Like you talked about friends feeling oh geez I better fall over
1: because yeah. mm-hmm. everyone's having this experience yeah. so I, I better. Well, I don't, I don't want to be way the, the way or, last one not touched. And right. um, And I just made a decision 20 years ago. I don't care if the Holy Spirit wants to embarrass me. He can.
2: Mm.
1: I'm going to do whatever he wants me to do. And so if that means I'm the only one that drops, then I'm the only one that drops. If that means I'm the only one that doesn't, then I'm the only one that doesn't. But, mm. um, and I was asking, come on, God, please, 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 please. Yeah. And <laughs> You're the weird one for not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're yeah. still standing and right? I think but, I yeah. think the Lord was telling me this is not what I have for sandals. Mm-hmm. this movement is not for sandals. this movement is not for you mm-hmm. uh, I'm creating a movement that's based upon authenticity and unfortunately, this movement mm-hmm. oftentimes it's showy yeah. yeah. So yeah. um, anytime we seek the demonstration, think about that word, the demonstration of the spirit's power, we're looking for signs, mm. we're looking for things. Mm. And, and that's why, again, I wish I would have spent more time on the fruit of the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit, right, is internal qualities, right. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, gentleness, self-control, did I miss one? Faithfulness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, the, those are the things that the Holy Spirit that's the primary work of what the Holy Spirit mm. wants to do is he wants to change my character yeah. um, it's it's not about giftedness and just think about our culture nowadays right it's all about fame we mm. want we want to be public rather than powerful and mm. so the gifts of the spirit are often very public and um, mm. you know like so one of the gifts is the gift of miracles I prayed over this um little Vietnamese boy I think he was 13 months old and he came he came. I don't know if he was dead, or I mean, we need to bring the doctor on the show that was there. But mm. I mean, he can't. He came back. Uh, but I've prayed over other people, and they died. Yeah. So I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to do, but sure. I ask. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Yeah.
0: You also wrapped up your message kind of on this topic of character. Like you talked about, the Holy Spirit is here for us, but we can be blocked from hearing yes. from God. Mm. You can be blocked to the Holy Spirit, especially you know sin mm. in our lives and like that. You also specifically called out drug use yeah. toward the closer message. Can you talk? Somewhat about the line between, you know, self medicating and mm-hmm. like drug use that is going to block us from spirit, and when you know necessary medication is okay and isn't going to block you from hearing from God. Like, yeah. right, I think right. Think it's the line we're going yeah, to. Yeah,
1: I know on. that there were some people specifically that. Uh, sorry if you're watching online. I have a cold and I'm trying not to sneeze into the mic. Um, <laughs> there's a there was specifically somebody that was very hurt and upset because they're on pain medication, and you know their fear is they're not going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I just need you to listen to my heart. Mm-hmm. And then, and understand this is a warning. This is a stern warning, and you need to be willing to accept stern warnings from your pastor. I mean, what's the point? Um, why do you want a spiritual leader if you're not willing to 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 have uh, to be warned sternly? And and for some of us, right, especially in our culture, that's very uncomfortable because we all we all want to be coddled and held all the time. Which I want to do that, you know, I want to be loving and I want to be encouraging. But I've had eight knee surgeries and I've been on pain medication, and mm. I know what it does to your brain. at least what it does to my brain. I've smoked marijuana. I know what it does to my brain. None of it is beneficial to understanding and Mm. feeling the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So as soon as you can get off pain medication, I would develop a a plan quickly to get off pain medication because it does fog you. Mm -hmm. It does. It robs Mm. us of your personality. It robs you of your senses. I mean, what it's doing, think of... Think of your senses, right? You know, like a volume control. And so, what pain medication doing, right? We're turning down the volume. Well, how do we how do we interact with people through feelings and sensing, right? Mm. And so, when I'm turning that down, it's harder for me to hear God. And in many cases, I believe we're turning the volume up to hear other things. Like um, the last time, you know, there's this whole um, opioid uh, epidemic. Mm. Um, The last knee surgery I had, they they put me on opioids, and I think I took three. I had, I had dreams where my face melted off. I had like, yeah. I couldn't sleep. God. I saw things, I was terrified. It was horrible. And I just told the doctor, I would rather hurt than have that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a pastor, mm-hmm. maybe I'm super sensitive to those things. You know, maybe the enemy is is after me more than others, but I've just seen drugs and alcohol destroy good people, mm-hmm. really, really good people. And so what I would say is if there's any way possible to get off medication, uh, that's that's going to fog you. Yeah. That's going to um, cause you to to not be yourself. God wants you to be yourself in terms of able to carry on a conversation. Like, like if you've ever been to a party and everybody's drunk, if if you're the one person who's not drunk, the conversations are shallow. People are stupid and they look like idiots. Now they all think we're just having era. such a deep conversation, and you're like, <laughs> okay, you've said deep in conversation six times in the last minute, and uh, I remember yeah. the last time I was. <laughs> you know, was with somebody that was drunk. And I, I just told my wife, I was like, I cannot do this. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're, cause they're not themselves and they think they're themselves, but they're not. Mm-hmm. You're impaired. You can't drive, you can't talk, you can't mm-hmm. think. And so that's what it does. And so if alcohol, drugs um, are impairing your mm-hmm. ability to connect with God, man, I, w- I would much rather, I would much rather connect with God than, than be free from pain. Now, having said that, you know, um, I was just with a guy in our church about two weeks ago. He said, I can't take the pain anymore. Hmm. And he said, I'm ready to go be with Jesus. And I literally was right there where we, you know, we made the decision to put him on morphine drip. And what that means is he's gonna go unconscious until he dies. Wow. And I thought that was acceptable and reasonable. You know, he'd fought the good fight. Yeah. He'd given it everything that he had. Um, you know, he said, tell my, my boys, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it everything that I had. He, he couldn't take the pain and, and 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 the pain was excruciating. And I mean, I'm right there in his face, I mean, literally, I'm looking at him eye to eye, you know, while Mm. he's having a a mild heart attack and, um, you know, blood clots are all throughout his body and he's just, he's writhing. And I was like, okay, this, Mm. you know, but get spiritual input, Mm -hmm. get spiritual advice. And I I was like, this, I think this is the time. Cause I don't think that you need to suffer ridiculously until you die. I mean, the the reason the word heroin is heroin is, is because it's heroic. It does heroic things. That's where the word comes from. Uh, You know, when you're on the battlefield during the civil war and your leg is blown off because a cannonball hit your knee, heroin's a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really good thing. And so the problem is in our culture, you know, we're using it um, because we have a different cannonball wound. It's to our soul, to our heart, to our emotions, Mm -hmm. or we're just addicted by what that thing does to our minds. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, you know, it's, I think drug addiction is demonic. I, I just think it is, it's, and again, that's the word pharmakia, which is the, is the English word witchcraft, which they need to probably change that translation because everybody's so up in arms about Harry Potter when the crisis in America today is a drug crisis. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't have a crisis of witchcraft. Yeah. We, have a, we have a crisis of drug addiction and it's affecting good kids in church uh, but, you know, they never read a Harry Potter book. Yeah, but they're addicted to weed. They're addicted to mm-hmm. heroin. They're addicted to meth. They're addicted to these things that are destroying who God made them to be. And it's it's tragic. Uh, and it, and it's just, it's terrible. And, and drugs will ruin everything in your life, including drugs prescribed by a doctor. And that's the big truth that yeah. we all have to deal with. Just because the doctor says you can have it doesn't mean it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Doctors make mistakes. And- You know, our our whole society is trying to deal with the fact that we've trusted experts who have created a dependency crisis in our country. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and that's not to throw it on doctors. We have great doctors in our church who try to do the best they can within the system we have. So, you know, don't shoot me an email. I I get that, but blindly just saying, well, the doctor said, I have to take this. Mm. As soon as you can get off it, the better. And if you know that you have a tendency towards dependency, you gotta tell the doctor that, Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know? I have I have a tendency towards you know dependency looking at naked women because I had an addiction towards you know pornography as a young man so I mm. I know that it doesn't bother my wife at all my wife wants to watch a show on TV if a, if a gal takes her shirt off I'm like this is not for me mm-hmm. it's just it's just not yeah. for me now it doesn't bother my wife at all yeah you know but it, it bothers me right. so I have to be my own self protector right. and so if you know. And, and that's why the, you know, it's so important to so me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Pastor Matt, look like at that naked woman. Well, your pastor's a man. So, right. and most <laughs> men do. So we, yeah. need, we need to be able to talk openly and freely about our struggles so that we can guard against them because they yeah. don't go away by pretending they're not real. Right. And if you have a dependency issue, like for example, I do not enjoy being out of control. I do not enjoy being under the influence of anything. Mm. So I like the taste of wine. I used to like the taste of beer. I can't because I, I, I have extreme allergic reactions to hops. So mm. uh, pray for me, cause I'm going to Ireland. So oh. yeah, <laughs> I just don't want to get any of that. I'm, I'm taking my EpiPen, okay. but uh, yeah. So um, I don't, I, I enjoy the taste of alcohol. The effects of alcohol are are terrifying to me yeah. because they, you know, my tongue is already a little bit loose. So I do not, oh my gosh. One of the biggest fights Tammy and I ever got on, we went to Bora Bora for our 10 year anniversary. Mm. And everybody thinks Bora Bora's great. It's pretty dirty. It's, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're from Bora Bora, we love you, but it's a little dirty. There's dogs. Every, yeah. like, I didn't like it. So, yeah. uh, well, I, it's gorgeous, but th- they don't have real good refrigeration. And mm. we'd been out all day. And um, they, they, like, there's not like yogurt is like, milk like it's it's not ever hard because it's just they can't keep it cool enough right. there and so we went to this restaurant and they had cold ice cold beer mm-hmm. i mean like straight from antarctica mm-hmm. they had a tunnel to antarctica <laughs> and um <laughs> nice. and i and i drank one and um they're all like oh would you like another one and i drank another one and they said would you like another one with dinner and i drank a third one and i don't know what i said or what i did but tammy and i we, we left the restaurant in different cabs mm. and we're in bora bora <laughs> you know and i mean we should be you know just making love to each other and and just relishing in the moment. She's going to love that I said that. Sorry, babe. <laughs> That's what we should have been doing. But what we were doing was we were fighting because I said something that hurt her feelings deeply. And mm-hmm. because I, the, the, al- the effects of alcohol were there, I didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. And before I know it, dinner's over. She's going home. And, you know, yeah. I'm just like, You're and I was, in
0: Bora Bora. I was like, that was
1: dumb. Yeah. I blew it, blew it in Bora Bora. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that was just, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a thinner guy. So beers have a quicker effect on Mm -hmm. me. And
2: well, and that like telling what you were saying about the Holy Spirit's role in our life is so much of that is being literally being led and walking in the spirit, right? That's what Galatians is pointing to. And the, the dangers of what you're talking about is when we numb ourselves to being able to be led by the spirit, that's, That's not a good place. That's a big, like, whoa, warning sign. Don't be there. Um, Anonymous wrote in, um, first said, thank you for your sermon on the Holy Spirit. Your good Um, humor is a blessing. Thank you. There you go. Be encouraged. (laughs) A blessing Um, and a curse, but thank you. He says, I'm a professional when it comes to grieving the Holy Spirit. Mm. I've hurt the Spirit when I'm angry in my selfishness and not allowed the Holy Spirit to shape me. Obedience is a scary word to me. Sometimes I take God for, for granted and assume he will forgive me. And here's a, these two questions are, are fantastic. It says, how scared should we be of sinning? And what should our mo- motivations be for obeying God?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let me start with motivation and then mm. let's go to fear. Yeah. So our motivation is um, like, I love Tammy. We've been married 23 years my motivation is to love her and serve her because I care about her it's mm. not because of a checklist or I want to be mm. I want to be anything or seen in any way I just absolutely want to serve her and care for her and 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 be be good to her because mm. because of how I feel towards her and that's what our motivation be, should be towards God is I just I love God and I care about God and I care mm. about what God cares about and I trust him and and that's my mm. motivation the danger is, and that, you know, the, the, the whole devil and demon behind Galatians is, is that God is impressed with all these things that I do. Mm. And, and really, you know, when you get down to it, God's asking, why are you doing what you do? Mm. And so, you know, the, the issue for the Galatians, right, is if I'm circumcised, then God has to let me into heaven because I've done the right thing. Mm. Um, Rather than the motivation is I want to please the Lord with my life, hmm. and specifically, most people don't realize this. I mean, the reason I think circumcision is the sign of the Jewish people is is God's asking us to curb our sexual appetites, and we're going to get into that this week and the next week as we get into the sins of the flesh that are were obvious <laughs> two thousand years ago, but don't seem to be <laughs> yeah so obvious today. So should I be afraid of sin? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Even if you're born again, even if you're saved, you should be. You should be concerned about the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. And anyone who is not, does not know the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Bible says it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. James mm-hmm. says that judgment will begin with the house of God. That's mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So um, God's going to start with us first, and we need to uh, live with that day in mind. Um, you know, Dan, Cre- Dan Crowley, Dan Zabardi, has wanted me to do a sermon series called The Conversation. Dan. And. Um, We can talk about that sometime in creative. Matthew, but it's it's yeah, it's the conversation that nobody's ready for, but everybody has to have. Yeah, Mm. and that's that conversation with God, where man, Mm. I gave you all these things, and you buried it, Mm. you blew it, or you you burned it, right? Like you Mm. just you just destroyed it, or or you used it to hurt others, and um, you know, unfortunately today, you know, Christianity is a lot of cheerleading. Mm. You can do it. You know, it's uh, this—it's a combination of motivational um, encouragement Mm -hmm. and um, really, yeah, inspirational. But really, self denial of any of any shame. I mean, I hear all the time, shame is terrible. You know, you should never. I'm like, not always. Sometimes shame is really, really good. I mean, I need to do things where I feel terrible about them, and that's where I bring those things to the cross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I think that. what we want to do is hate, hate what is wrong and love mm-hmm. what is good. And what that's if you what that is. What if you're, for, you
2: know, if someone's listening now, they they wanna be on the team, you know, they wanna be part of things and yet they find themselves like, look, my motivations, I, I don't
1: have, maybe aren't in the right spot. Sure. What do I do? What's the? I would do exactly what you just did. I would work that out on community group and talk about mm. the fact that I'm a big fat hypocrite and mm. I got real problems here. Um, and, and again, you know, People aren't even honest. That's the thing that's so bizarre. You know, people can be terminally ill in our church and they're not even honest with their community group about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're dying. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is like, you're dying. And, um, you know, one of my favorite prayers, Um, and she's gonna know who it is. I'm not gonna out you, but, you know, she was given just a couple months to live. And I remember praying with her and her husband and her just screaming out, mm-hmm. God, I don't wanna die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, like I felt her scream in my heart and mm-hmm. soul, and she's still alive. It was like two years ago,
2: wow.
1: you know. And I feel like the Lord heard that. But she pushed past embarrassment, mm-hmm. all the Christian platitudes. God is sure. good. Like <laughs> all the want, yeah. yeah, whatever you yeah. want. God, your will. And she just shouted out, "Here's what I want, God." And I just was like, "I'll never forget it. Yeah. I'll never forget it." It scarred me in a good way, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Okay, that's you know, that's that's how I want to pray." And I just mm-hmm. think we, we need to be very, very serious. Um, you know, we, unfortunately we live in a world without consequence. No Nobody's responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for example, um, I don't want, I'm, I'm going to avoid that political.
2: Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, it's a good yeah. connection. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. And the, in the last part of Galatians, right? Be, God is not mocked. Yeah. A man will reap what he sows. I love that imagery because it's not when we, we don't often see how things are grown anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know how long stuff yeah. actually takes. Yeah. So we think, oh, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it eats away that slow.
1: Yeah. And I think we live, we live in a, a current age where the myth that we all believe is, is that I can screw up my life, but it'll work out. Mm. Mm. And that's the myth. And, and, and we have this army of homelessness yeah, every day, all yeah. around us, that says no. You can you can make two to three decisions, and That's it goes really, yeah. really bad. Right. And 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 you just got to know. A lot of those homeless people, I hear this all the time. Where their family? Their family mm. doesn't want them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm just telling you, yeah. the, a lot of them have family. A lot of them have husbands, kids, mm-hmm. uh, wives. I mean, they because they have become something so abhorrent. Their own mm. family has turned their back on them, and it's a tough, tough spot. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we need to point—you know—we're like, oh, we're going to give those, you know, guys a sack lunch. What you need to tell your kids is, man, this is one of the reasons I want you to do your homework. This is why mm-hmm. I want you to pray. This is why I want you to get good at doing things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, not all of these people, but many of these people, they chose the present mm. over the purpose of their life, and now. Mm they're destroyed. And, mm-hmm. um, and nobody wants to say that the myth, the myth that we believe our current religious culture believes it'll all work out and it should,
0: mm-hmm. and it should. I, mean, I deserve to have it all. Yeah. Done.
1: Yeah. And, it, and it's, and it's my responsibility as someone who has to make good decisions every day to bail you out of your terrible. And we run into this all the time at church because we have a thing called benevolence where we help people who are, you know, can't pay their rent or, you know, they, they can't do this or they can't do that. And so many times we have to tell people no because they're not interested in ever changing. Right. What they want is sandals to continually bail them out. They're self entitled. They're self righteous. Mm. And the Bible says, if you're not willing to work, you should not eat. Mm. America doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. America does not believe that. And um, you know we we have to we have to understand that our choices come with consequences. Right. Now positive consequences are called blessings. Mm and negative consequences are curses. And they affect not only us, but unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they affect our children Mm -hmm. and our children's children and our children's children's children. That's what Deuteronomy says, four generations are are negatively impacted by what you choose Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, for example, my great grandfather, um, his family moved to California, and he didn't come. He -hmm. stayed in Texas. That has negatively impacted my grandfather my dad, and it's impacted me. And it impacts the way that I relate to my son because we were abandoned by a male Hmm. four generations ago. Wow, yeah. His one selfish decision. My kids don't even know his name, but they're impacted by his decision. And so we need to think about that. Um, Hmm. You know, your parents' willingness to work it out, to push through their selfishness, their own desires, Hmm. stay married, say, I'm sorry, go to work, make you do your homework. Like all of those things impact you in a positive Hmm. way. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Um, So actually we're going to get into a few questions on some parenting things. Whoa. Try to make a transition there. But Mario wrote in this last week, you talked about how we receive the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus Christ. Mm. But what about our children who aren't yet baptized? Do they have access to the Holy Spirit if they can't consciously accept Jesus? And is this why Catholics, including my parents, baptize us as infants?
1: Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not a Catholic theologian. So... (laughs) um, Part, part of the reason um, for Catholic baptism uh, of infants, and that's not how the Catholic church has always been, but a huge, huge problem is um, when the church began to believe that you have to be baptized to be saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then what happens with infant mortality? So think about for most of human history, a lot of babies died. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're not baptized and, yeah. and baptism saves right. you, then they're not going to heaven. And so they started the christening. You know, immediately afterwards and, and, and the baptism and saying, okay, now the baby's okay. The right. baby can go to heaven. And so, um, you know, my denominational history comes from a place of where it's like the age of accountability where, you know, right from wrong, right. you know, sin and you're able to repent and do those things. Um, I mean, that's what I believe, but I can't prove that mm-hmm. um, mm. biblically. I mean, it's what I believe, but I, I can't prove it biblically. But I am not worried about an infant being judged in the eyes of God. Mm. I, I think Jesus can handle that, so I yeah. just I just don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. What I do worry about is conscious adults who know exactly what sin is mm-hmm. and they refuse to repent of their sins and place their faith and trust in Jesus. Mm. Um, so mm. I, I don't. I'm not a Catholic theologian, and I don't want to. I don't want to speak for our Catholic brothers and sisters, whom we should pray for and hope that revival and the Holy Spirit takes mm-hmm. over because without them the world will probably not be one for Christ. So yeah. what was the second part of his question?
0: Uh, is this, so is that why my parents, like Catholics? Yeah, I, know,
1: I have no parents, idea yeah. why his parents did what they did, but there was another part of it.
0: Um, something oh, about- Oh, uh children have access to the Holy Spirit? Yes, they can't absolutely.
1: Um, your, your kids have access to the Holy Spirit in the same way that David had access to mm. the Holy Spirit. I was reading it this week, you know, do not cast mm. your Holy Spirit from me, but restore a right spirit within me, yeah. O Lord. So David is not filled with the Holy Spirit in the way that we are as Christians, but he still has access to the Holy Spirit. And that's mm. why you need to understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is present all the way through the, the whole Old Testament. Uh, it moves, it, it literally uh, enables uh, prophets to speak, mm. people to live, it empowers Samson with strength. Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit is... is, is um, you know, in the creative element in Genesis chapter one. Mm -hmm. And so our kids, and that's what we need to pray the Holy Spirit over our kids. Uh, The Holy Spirit also prompts your kids to believe. So Mm -hmm. the whole Jesus says the Holy Spirit does two things. It convicts the world of righteousness and it points to Jesus. It, I should never say that. He points to Jesus. And the reason I shouldn't say it is that's what Jehovah witnesses believe. They believe that the Holy Spirit is energy. Mm, And tangible force. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's not a personal, it's not personal. What the Bible teaches and and- You'll see it all through throughout scripture. It, it assigns him a personal pronoun, he
2: mm-hmm.
1: it calls yeah. him he. Um, so and it could call him an it, but it doesn't. It assigns right. him a he, mm-hmm. and he said, and he's leading, and he spoke, and he did. And when it's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is personal, it's not just mm-hmm. energy, it's personal, and it can convict your kids of sin and direct them towards Jesus. Mm. Mm. And what I would say is, you know, just pray that with your family. Say, Holy Spirit, we invite you to be a part of our family mm-hmm. and to guide us and direct us. Now, a lot of us pray that in Jesus' name. Is Jesus going to say, well, you should have prayed in the Holy Spirit, so I'm not going to bless that? No, it's it's fine. So like, for okay. example, uh, Paul uses it interchangeably. Um, so in the passage this week, we have accepted the spirit of his son into our hearts. Mm-hmm what, what what we really get in our hearts is the Holy Spirit, but Paul uses it interchangeably because yeah. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, while they are three separate persons, they are one God. Mm. So, you know, it's okay. It, and again, it's not about legalism. It's not a formula. It's not magic. I don't have to say yeah. abracadabra correctly, but I have to trust. And, and as a Christian, for those of you who are maturing, you should know it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit fills our church. Where is Jesus right now? Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is with us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is guiding us. The Holy Spirit is convicting us. The Holy Spirit is is like strengthening the church, holding the church together, sealing mm-hmm. us for the day of judgment. I mean, like he's he's holding on to us. Yeah. I mean that's that that's the beauty of it. But Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. When Jesus comes again, it's it's on. Right. So
2: Well, that's interesting you bring that up about the formula
1: mm-hmm. thing. And uh, John
2: wrote in a question. It says, in light of yesterday's sermon, please discuss Acts eight. 14 through 17, it seems that the believers in Samaria did not receive the Holy Spirit when they accepted Jesus. Right, And it was only after when yeah, disciples yeah. came, laid hands on and mm-hmm. all yeah. of that. So, so.
1: so absolutely. And so that's why, uh, thank you, John. That's a great question. And I, w- I would have hoped we would have gotten more questions like that because it's mm. just such a great question. And you should challenge everything that I say with the word of God. The book of Acts is descriptive, not prescriptive. Yeah, And so what it's describing is what happened. And so let's talk about what the baptism of the holy spirit is so jesus says wait Mm. wait in jerusalem until you've received power from on high so like so he they get the great commission in matthew 28 and then he's you know like he's like go take the field now wait you (laughs) got to wait because you got to be filled with the spirit of god And a lot of people don't realize what the holy spirit is symbolizing in acts chapter two Mm. so like you guys know your bible so what does moses see in the burning bush i just gave it away what does Moses see in the bush?
0: Fire. 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 There we go.
1: That was terrible. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you gave I it away. Wait, cause I don't think
1: <laughs> I was like, wait, what's yeah? Yeah. There yeah. was the what's deeper. Fire. You're right. So in in Exodus, the, the primary consume, symbol yeah. of God and His mission to deliver mm-hmm. is fire. Mm-hmm. So right. So in Acts chapter two, it says something that looked like, like tongues mm-hmm. of fire. Mm-hmm. Right. Now think of a tongue whipping. Mm. It could like something like a burning bush, something yeah. like fire. And then it descends upon them and they speak. Mm. What's Moses' biggest problem? His he can't speak, sp- speak his speech. Yeah, so God's going to anoint him to be mm. his spokesman. Isaiah uh, chapter six, verse 1-8. One, one in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord and the glory of of his, uh, I'm trying to think of it in Hebrew, the glory of his presence filled the temple mm. And the Lord said, who shall go for us? Who shall I send? And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Mm. And Isaiah says, but I am a man of unclean unclean lips amongst unclean people. And the angel of heaven takes coals of fire and places them on his lips. Mm -hmm. What is he doing? He is announcing the kingdom. Mm. So a lot of people don't realize this, but Pentecost is not just 50 days after Passover in first century Judaism, it was also the recommitment ceremony for the people of Israel to the law of Moses. Mm. Mm. So they're gathered together to recommit themselves to the law. that cannot save them. Mm. Mm. And as they're there, the Mm. Holy spirit comes upon them and you have all these zealous Jews and Mm. the Holy spirit comes upon them and anoints them with fire. And they speak from God and are heard amongst Mm. the nations. Mm. Mm. And so so and it's also right. The prophecy says that that tongues of strange men will speak, and that's a mm. prophecy to the Jews. You're gonna you're gonna hear strange tongues. You're gonna hear Gentiles proclaiming the name of God. They're like, oh my gosh, what happens? So then the question is, right? As it goes out, is this just for Jews? Mm. Well, no. It's also for Greek speaking Jews. They have to receive the Holy Spirit. Then, well, what about Samaritans? They're half-breeds. No, the Holy Spirit has to come upon them. And here's what's so important. It's not until Peter shows up that he prays and he lays hands on them. Why? Because we're not two churches. Hmm. We're one church. And the Holy Spirit has to come upon them in the same way it came upon Jews. Mm -hmm. And so that's the importance. So so the Holy Spirit is doing things there, not to signify theology, but to say, look, guys, we're all a part of this, which is really in the background of Galatians. Are we one? Are we two? Who are we? In Christ Jesus, we're neither Greek uh, nor Jew, we're neither male nor female, we're neither um, slave slave nor free. Mm -hmm. We're all one in the body of Christ. So then you get to Acts 19, I I believe it is, and Paul encounters somebody and he lays hands and they receive the Holy Spirit. And I think that's God's anointing that, hey, Mm. this guy, Paul, who was not one of the 12, who was not there at Pentecost, he also... Right. is one of my messengers that's going to send the spirit of God out. And so it's describing what happened. Mm. But when we read theologically, what does Paul say? In Ephesians, we believe in one Lord, mm-hmm. one faith, one baptism. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would Paul say that? Mm-hmm. Because there are not two baptisms. Mm-hmm. There's one baptism. So mm-hmm. how do we receive the one baptism in the Holy Spirit? We receive the one baptism by believing in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And that's what happens. And... Um, again, John, the Holy Spirit is around you before you come Mm -hmm. to Christ. He is in you the moment you come to Christ. Now, having said that, we can have encounters with the Holy Spirit. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be empowered. We can do miraculous things in the Holy Spirit. Our, Our goal is to be as full of the Spirit's power as we possibly can. And I can just tell you, I walk on stage I can feel very empty of God's power. And I realize mm. I am up here on my own. That is a terrible feeling. Mm. Mm. My heart's not right. My week has not gone right. Maybe I'm in sin. There are other moments where I feel the Spirit's power. Mm. I feel his anointing. Every word that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, wow, that's really good. I wish I would have thought of that. Mm. And, and, and that's what it is. But theologically, you need to understand, um, You know, um, Gordon Fee is the greatest charismatic theologian that I'm aware of. Hmm. So, and even he says, you receive the spirit of God at the moment of conversion. We can have experiences with God and we can have fillings with God. We can have moments with God. Um, You know, it's possible that you would speak in tongues once and then never again. Mm. It's possible that God could use you to do a miracle once and then never again. It's possible that the Holy Spirit could give you great strength and then never again. Mm. But we still want to walk in the spirit, keep Mm -hmm. in step with the spirit. We got to trust the spirit. And Mm -hmm. so... Just, just just, know that, that, um, you know, I tried to preach only on Galatians on the Holy Spirit because we're in Galatians, right. but there's so many other scriptures that talk about what the Holy Spirit does. Mm. And here's the thing, John, if you don't have the spirit according to Galatians, I think it's four, six, crying out, Abba, you're not a child. Mm. You have to have the spirit of God to cry out Abba. Yeah. You can't do that on your own. And so, Um, we need to not have two classes of citizens and and of Christians. And that's why I would, again, read the Christian standard version of the Bible and, um, you know, just talk about, um, let's see, maybe if I can find it right now, I've got it. Um, Sorry. Maybe they can edit this out. It's too bad we don't have like, what's that music they play on Jeopardy when people are thinking. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Real, <laughs> Here we go. This is Bible this reading. is yeah, real time
1: Bible reading. This is good. <laughs> this is a real show. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, mm. uh, and it begins with these words. Now, concerning what comes from the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware. For you know that when you were pagans, that you used to be led off by the idols that could not speak. Therefore, I'm informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God can say Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by God the spirit. Mm. So we we can only become saved by the spirit. Now there are different gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different activities, but the same God that activates each gift in each person. Mm. A demonstration of the spirit is given to each person to produce. This is so good. Man, I wish I would have been on the translation committee. I'm literally not that smart in Greek. So (laughs) that's why I wasn't (laughs) invited to produce. Listen to this word. What is beneficial? Mm. to one is given a message of wisdom through the spirit, to another, a message of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by one spirit, to another, the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, that's so key, Mm. to another different kinds of languages and or tongues, to another, the interpretation of languages, but one and the same spirit is an active, is active in all these distributing to each person this mm. is so key as he wills mm. the holy spirit decides what gift you get and this is where you know some churches just go nuts because they're like well you have to you have to speak in tongues in order to yeah. prove that you're prove full of spirit, spirit. Yeah. Right. we have no record of jesus speaking in tongues yeah mm. it doesn't happen so was jesus not full of the spirit so uh, and when you read through the book of acts when they're baptized in the Holy Spirit, they don't always speak in tongues. right? So it doesn't always happen. So you have to be very, very careful with what you say is going to happen. Now, having said that, Paul says, don't forbid speaking in tongues and don't quench the Spirit. So we, we, we got to walk this really, really careful line here. Mm. But just know that the Holy Spirit does different things in our lives for specific purposes and specific reasons. Mm. Um and, and and just make it about him. So John, that's a great question. Yeah. But if mm. you don't have the spirit of God, you're not saved by God. Yeah.
0: Mm. All right. So Kelly wrote in and said, when looking at Galatians 3.10, we're basically told that all of our self-effort dooms us and is worse worse when we reach a point of self-righteousness. We're also told that God is not pleased by our self-effort and is only pleased by Jesus. My question is, what do you and the passage mean by self-effort? What would be considered too much or too little with regard to effort? When is God pleased only by Jesus and where do we fit in with that?
1: So that's Galatians Uh, 3.6? 3.10 is what you referenced. Yeah. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse because it is written, everyone who does not continue doing everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Um, Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I'm battling a cold. I think that Paul uses the word effort. Mm -hmm. I think what we mean is earning. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The gospel is opposed to you earning your salvation. It is not opposed to effort. Right. So because I've been saved, I'm going to give God my best effort. I'm yeah. not going to be saved because of my effort.
2: Saved for good works or saved by good works, right? Yeah, we're saved yeah. for them. Right. So,
1: so that's what it means. And so, um, you know, God wants you to do your best.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it's, not, it's a, you don't throw your hands up in the air and say you know I don't want to do it. Like yeah. so, if my kids get an assignment in there in first grade to paint me a Father's Day painting. Mm. Um, if if they don't try or they don't do it, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be pleased by their effort and it's going on my refrigerator because it's theirs. Right. But um, I, I I don't love it because, I don't accept them because they gave me a gift. I accept them because they're my child. And mm. you just have to understand that. How do I become God's child? I become God's child because of my faith in Jesus Christ. Which was
2: the whole point of Galatians, right? Where did right. it all begin? Yeah. Did it begin by works yeah. or faith? By... I like that word too, that rely. <laughs> On In in that verse, um, for all who rely on the works of the law are under the curse. That yeah. I feel like defines that yeah, motivation. And, and
1: again, what happens is we, we become self-righteous, and I see this all the time. I mean, it's why we lose our tempers when we drive on the freeway because we're self-righteous. We believe that we're better than everybody else driving, although we just mm. did what we just did. I mean, I have a car. But I have
2: a good reason, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I
1: have a car that drives, and she hates what I do. I mean, she's like, beep, 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 do, do, do. I mean, constantly like telling me, like, she?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, drives me
1: crazy. Um So, yeah, it's just that you you can't save yourself. That's all Paul's mm. trying to say. And so, what what they're saying is, you have to believe in Jesus Christ and cut the tip of your penis off then you're saved well mm-hmm. you don't have to go through that painful experiment mm-hmm. you just don't you don't have yeah. to jesus died on the cross so that he became cursed so that you could become blessed that's what he's saying how,
2: yeah. how do you know when you've crossed into that though what are the what are some of the signs of i am trying to earn something rather than gosh i i've been saved for good works because. <laughs> Because often I feel like that line can get
1: blurry. Yeah, I, well, I think people play games with God. Like I've done all these things, so you have to give me what I want. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's just not the way God works. Yeah. You know, God's mm-hmm. God's already given me what he wants. He's given me his son and his spirit. And he wants me to be thankful and grateful mm-hmm. for those two things. And then what I do is I offer my life back to him and, and I try to serve him. And um, whenever I've drifted from that, I just, I just get weird, mm-hmm. so- yeah. Mm, that's good.
0: This actually questions kind of in the same lines as some parents who are raising a daughter who I think it, like is already struggling with this. Who says, my seven-year-old daughter is definitely a one on the integral. <laughs> uh, describes her as a rule follower. And ex- she expects there to be structure and order and fairness in life. I hear you, little girl. Yeah. Uh, what would your encouragement be for my wife and I to take from Galatians and teach our daughter as she grows up? What practical ways can we teach her about the grace and freedom she's been given to live in order to live in and how that refines and betters her rather than her expectations of right and wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I would rejoice that she wa- she has a good moral compass and that's the beauty of the one. The unhealth mm. of the one is that they believe that they are the source of what is good. Mm. And that's so right. The one is in the gut triad, the instinct triad. And so they oftentimes are right more than the rest of us. The problem is they can't discern when they're not right. Mm. Mm. So yeah. When you choose um, and,
0: what's right, you think you're right all
1: the time. Yeah, and it's why ones in marriages have a hard time saying, "I'm sorry, I was wrong, mm-hmm. I apologize," because they they can't fathom, you know, that 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 they would that and they, they would be wrong. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, mm. I, I love watching one squirm when they just need to say, "I'm so sorry, that was just off," because they blow it. <laughs> but they don't. They literally can't function that way. And a lot of, and a lot of numbers can't function that way. But I'm such mm-hmm. a good sinner. I've gotten really good at saying <laughs> that was really bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mm. So what yeah. I would just say is, you know, this whole notion of fairness, man, is is why socialism is such a conversation in our in our society today. And the reality is things are not fair. Life is not fair. I mean, from the onset, right? We're born into certain families. Um, you know, we have certain privileges. Mm. Um, do you have two parents that were college educated? Did they stay married? Uh, where were you born? What did they do? What schools mm. did they place you in? And then what IQ did you have? Mm. Like what what physical... Like LeBron James and I were not born with the same physical gifts. It's oh, not, it's not even close. It's not fair. I <laughs> didn't even notice. Sorry. You know, he he gets paid $41 million a year to put a ball in a hoop, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's not what they pay me here at Sandals Church. No. Oh. If you're wondering. Oh, No. Yeah. Oh. No. Um, so life is not fair. And what you have to yeah. do is you have to challenge your child to live a life that pleases God and mm-hmm. is tender towards God. And, um, you know, because heaven is not going to be fair like it's not it's not communism just yeah it will be just and and he will hand out rewards based upon what he thinks we deserve which i don't know that everybody's going to be thrilled with the the amount of scoops of ice cream they got so um i like what you said there there is that
2: um you know that tie in there there's this person is asking or scott is asking what do i do how do i point kids you know using the book of galatians really as they live it out i mean you just said You've learned to get really good at saying sorry. Mm-hmm. Like you've gotten mm-hmm. really good at realizing, oh, I blow it a lot, mm-hmm. and and what a witness that is to obviously your family, but also just the people all around you, mm-hmm. that you are setting the the standard for that. I would imagine the same thing with with kids. How do you teach them grace? Be gracious. Mm-hmm. How do you teach a kid to be you know grateful? Mm-hmm. Be grateful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's... Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I and I just think especially with ones for your kid, teach them why. We have rules, Mm. you know, rules uh, are there to protect people, care for like, try to show them the heart of Mm. why that's there. You know, the reason that the speed limit is 65 is not because, you know, it's just, it's random and arbitrary, but that seems to be the the speed at which people can drive the best and keep the most people alive. And so Mm. try to help them to see the humanity behind the reality of the rule. Mm. And um, that's good because they can get real caught up in, and again, live, live for God, not for others because others are going to cheat. They're gonna lie, they're gonna steal, they're gonna break the rules, and mm. some of them are gonna get ahead and succeed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But one day we're all gonna stand before God. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna be better to have done the right thing. Mm, that's good. <laughs> well, this last question uh,
2: is from Kaylee. She says, My question is about limiting distractions. Speaking of driving, uh, she <laughs> says, I'm a wife, mom to a toddler, and I work full time. Wow. I'm a one on the Enneagram, so I like things orderly, clean, and consistent. Finding time to to limit distractions and spend time uh, in the word and prayer is challenging and often inconsistent. This often leads me to feeling defeated. Mm. Any suggestions on how to work through these inevitable distractions and still keep my relationship with God the number one priority
1: in my life? Yeah. So what I would do the first thing, she said she works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is a mom. So the first thing that I would do is um, I would get the Bible app mm. and I would listen to God's word on the way to work every That's day. Good. That's what I would do. So yeah. you're in the car. and and give yourself grace and just listen to it. And then if you can get a notebook and write some quick notes about what you feel like God said. Mm. And then if you have time, go back and read it yourself and and write that down. Mm. But right now where you're at in time, if you could make church, on a regular basis, I pray that you can get in this community group and like you're actually wrestling with some of the things we're wrestling. I think you're doing great. Mm. And, and I get it. Life is hard. Life is tough. And, you know, don't let any other unhealthy ones tell you you got to get up at four in the morning to do your three hour Bible study, (laughs) because what that's going to make you is a horrible mom and a terrible wife and maybe Mm. divorced all in Jesus name. Mm. So, you know, so, so, so that's what I would do is just go, go at the pace. You know, I, I used to I'm gonna read the Bible, you know, one time through every year. And then it was like two times every year. And now I'm just like, I'm gonna read the Bible slowly mm. and methodically absorb. and I'm gonna absorb it. And yeah. so um, mm. I, I just had to, cause I, the, my three, my unhealthy three, like I try to create these games and these goals mm. and um, relationships don't work well that way. No. So mm. I have to just like, okay, Lord, what, what do you have to say to me today? Mm. And how can I spend some time with you today? Yeah. And, and again, just pray and just say, God, I would love to spend some time with you today. Mm-hmm. Um and if you're married, man, just ask your husband. Just I, I'm assuming she's married. Yeah. Um, you know, just I really want to spend some time just in God's word and, and what that means. And, you know, get in the gospels, uh, get in stuff that's that's easy. And if it, and if you don't understand it, move on. Move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see people do so so often is they get caught up in, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Well, apparently the Lord's not ready for you to know that. So let's move on to something mm-hmm. else that you understand and really connect with who God is, connect mm-hmm. with who, you know what god's word says, you know, that that you need to know and understand and and just have grace for yourself. Oh yeah. Um
0: that's what I keep thinking. Like every your whole life situation has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly just sitting back listening to this cuz like her question is my life also. Like yeah. and mm-hmm. I know that guilt of I used to, you know, every morning I spent time with God, I like could read before I got. It. Now every you have a morning. little human. Now there's a little human who yeah, always wakes up before me, no matter how hard I try. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, and of you have course they to... do,
1: because they get to nap whenever they want. Like think <laughs> about it, if, oh, if John was just dude. like, you know what guys, I'm gonna just take yeah. a little nap right over take there. Take a couple
0: hour nap. A, oh, of course. Yeah, you know, that's take that's a nap what... in a couple more hours too. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: yeah. But, so true.
0: Yeah, to give yourself grace, like your whole life is very different now. and. Obviously, the time you have and the way you're going to spend time with God is going to be different. The way you spend time with your husband is different mm, now, I'm sure. Yeah. It's no different. It's a
1: season. It's a yeah. hard, hard season. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're all challenging. Parenting is not for the weak. Yeah.
2: My wife, man, she she's amazing. And she always says that when she's hitting that just full chaos, it's all gone wrong. Plan didn't work. All mm-hmm. of that. She just has that. Like, it's, this is just a season. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. just a season. We've had people speak into our lives that and encourage us with that, and it's so you. Like, yeah. oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. This isn't forever.
0: Yeah,
2: I will. I, mean, I I think too. Like, you mentioned it earlier about David. I think the life of David. I don't know why. I just I just think about his life in in different seasons and different moments. I just loved how honest he was in his in his prayers. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. when you read his psalms that he wrote and in these just absolute awful situations, being chased, being hunted down, losing control, all that kind of stuff, all the context of the Psalms that he wrote. And, and just how honest he was. Mm-hmm. And there's something beautiful about that and not thinking it needs to look like this. It used to be, I got up at this yeah. time and mm-hmm. I used to ha- and now I've lost it. Mm. How do I regain that rather than saying, but this is where I'm at and God's with me. Mm-hmm. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And that's why I think it's so important, You know, if you can afford a vacation to be very careful about what you do. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to be super strategic about Sabbath Mm-hmm. Um, you know, involve family, get in community group, and just tell your community group, "Hey, guys, I need a night," mm. you know, and, and take advantage of that, and read the Bible, listen to a podcast. I mean, I I have to sneak it in all the time, you know, because mm. I I can't I can't live my spiritual life listening to only my sermons, so I have to sure try to hear from other guys and hear what God's doing in, mm. in, inside of them, and so I have to get that in when I can, and um, sometimes I have to lift, listen to it at time and a half speed, you know. Mm, I sure. mean. Yeah. uh and if something hits me, I stop it, pause it, listen to it mm. but um that that's just the way that it is, but mm. um sorry that that, that age group <laughs> is hard. hard, and just know there's a real sweet spot at about five to like sixth grade is wonderful, yeah, uh junior high is, whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, those are our questions. Yeah. All right, we That's love you great. guys. Yeah, thank you guys. If you yeah. want to send
0: in more questions, get them in at debrief.show or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to get your questions on the show.
1: Yeah. We'll see you in a Awesome. Bit. Yeah, thanks, John, especially for that uh, question on baptism, Holy Spirit. It was That's great. It was great. Yeah.